Hey there, welcome to the, another episode of the Retire Simply Podcast. I'm Scott Winstead. And I'm Angela. And we're here bringing you another week of all things retirement planning, only this week we're not bringing you something retirement planning. Well, this is something you could do in retirement, and it does um, offer a little bit of planning beforehand. Absolutely. You know, Angela and I have been getting extremely excited for spring and summertime mm-hmm. um you know we made it through the uh the winter tundra frozen tundra <laughs> uh snow here in texas that was quite an experience for all of us um you know it seems like every place is starting to open back up a lot more mm-hmm. um now whether people choose to get the vaccine or don't get the vaccine it just seems like life is starting to get back to pre-covid if you could even remember Imagine what that, that looked like yeah right? i'm seeing a lot more vitality in everybody with the season and with the weather you know warming up um we all we know that for us you know family gatherings fun times around the the pool and and outside or right around the corner and so what we thought we would do today or i guess maybe more so angela because she's the resident chef in our family um, would bring you another recipe just like you brought them uh, probably about yeah about six months or so ago maybe Mm -hmm. a little less than that and you talk to them about your famous family tradition scalloped potatoes yes those were grandma b scalloped potatoes if you have not listened to that episode i will just let you guys know that that is actually thank you very much one of our most listened to episodes And we got so many positive emails and phone calls and feedback on that recipe that we thought we might bring you another. Right. So I tasked Angela with coming up with a recipe that um, we love. Mm -hmm. I wanted her to find one that we thought would be appropriate if you happen to maybe be hosting or even going someplace throughout this spring and summer. And you need to bring a a dish Mm -hmm. and you need to contribute to the party in Mm -hmm. some way Mm -hmm. that this is a recipe that is absolutely fantastic. Our family loves it. Um, From what Angela tells me, it's super easy. Mm -hmm. But the thing I love about it is it tastes like a million bucks, like you slaved over it. Yes, I love for things that are easy to taste that way. So unlike most episodes on the Retire Simply podcast, I'm going to shut up. And I'm going to turn it over to you, honey, and I want you to share this incredible recipe with all of our listeners. Well, thank you. I would love to. And you know, one of the things that I think is so important, you know, Scott was sharing that we do love getting together um, with groups of people. And I think a lot more of that's going to be happening um, as we progress into the summer. Um, But one of the really important things to me is when we're gathering, I really want to be able to connect with everybody. And like Scott said, I'm the resident chef. What that means really is I really take seriously feeding everybody. I get a lot of pleasure out of it. Um, I contribute a lot of love through my food. So I want to, number one, make sure that when people are coming over or I'm going to their house that I can still connect with them and I'm not so focused on the food. Um, this recipe that I'm going to be sharing with you today is something I've been making for probably about 25 years at least. Um, and it was taught to me by a neighbor that lived across the street, um, when I was 
younger. I'm not telling you exactly how old, then you guys will know exactly how old I am, but I was a lot younger. I was 25 years younger. Um, but her husband was Latin and her name was Tammy. And I visited with Tammy a lot. Like I said, she just lived across the street, but she told me that when she and William had just gotten married, that she didn't know how to cook at all. And by the time I met her, she already had two children. Um, She had a, a grand total of three throughout the years. But she told me that William's mom, who was a fantastic Latin chef, came and stayed with them for three months and taught her how to cook. And this was one of the recipes that I learned from Tammy. So what I'm going to be talking to you guys about today is slow cooked carnitas. And that's a pork dish. Um, And we serve this most often as tacos. But one of the things that I loved so much about this is if you're like me, when it gets really hot in the summer, I don't like to turn on the stove, let alone the ovens. So this is actually a crock rock. A crock pot recipe. Now, let me just give you a side note. I do love to cook. It's a huge passion of mine, but very few things do I actually like in the slow cooker or the crock pot. And this is one of those dishes. So if you like um, carnitas, pork carnitas at all, you might want to write this down. Uh, The ingredients are very, very simple. But again, the reason I like this so much is because it's something that I can put in the slow cooker and forget about it for six hours and then take it out and it is absolutely mouth-watering and delicious. So also a quick side note, I don't even like to keep my, si- my slow cooker in the kitchen during the summer. So it's either in the laundry room or out on the patio so I don't have that residual heat inside of the house. So let's get into what exactly are the ingredients for these um, slow-cooked pork carnitas? As you may have guessed, they've got pork in them. Um, The cut that I really prefer is a Boston butt. Um, I I use about two pounds, but it really depends on the size of your slow cooker. So I use two pounds of Boston butt, and I cut them into about one and a half inch pieces. Now notice I didn't say cubes. This does not have to be perfect. I'm just cutting it up into about one and a half inch pieces so that it cooks really well. It's seasoned throughout um, and it's just really simple that way. So two pounds of Boston butt. Then your seasonings are going to be two teaspoons of salt, two teaspoons of ground black pepper, and two teaspoons of oregano. Now, I prefer Mexican oregano for this dish, but anything will do. So again, that's two teaspoons of salt, two teaspoons of ground black pepper, and two teaspoons of dried Mexican oregano. Then the only other thing I add to the slow cooker is half of a white onion that I've cut into like four big chunks. So you toss all of this in the slow cooker so that all of the salt and the pepper and the oregano get over everything. And then you put the lid on and you turn it on low for about six hours. Really, that's as easy as it is. Um, Again, one of the reasons I just love this so much is because it's so simple. But another thing about this 
is it's very versatile. And leftovers are even better than the freshly cooked pork, in my opinion. So let me just share with you the basic, easiest way that I prepare this when I'm serving it. And then I'm going to give you some ideas of how you could use leftovers. And if you want to elevate the dish, something you could do easily to do that. So just to go over it one last time, we put the two pounds of the Boston butt that has been cut in one and a half inch pieces, along with the salt, the black pepper, the dried oregano, and half of a large white onion inside of the slow cooker. You mix that all up, you put the lid on so that it's covered, and you cook it for six hours on low. Again, feel free to put it in the laundry room or out on the patio if you don't want your kitchen to get warmed up. Now, once that has fully cooked, it should be very tender and falling apart. So I use a slotted spoon to take the pork out of the slow cooker and put it on my cutting board. This is when I throw away the onion pieces. You just want to get them out. You wanted them for the flavor. At this point in the dish, they'll just, you know how onions get, they'll be really soft and not something that you want to be serving with your pork. So I use my fingers to shred the pork. Um, and then you can just put it on a platter or a bowl and it's ready to be served. Literally, it's that simple. Now in our house, we do like corn tortillas and flour tortillas, but for this, I serve flour tortillas. So it's simply the pork with the flour tortillas. And as simple as you would like to be, you could just put a little bit of lettuce on this. Um, if I'm serving it for a party, I make sure to have like a tomatillo salsa with that, a little bit of chopped up cilantro, maybe some red bell peppers and some avocado. Those are great toppings that everybody can put on on top of that um, carnitas inside of their pork taco to just make it extra special in the way that they love it. So again, really simple. It's just the carnitas now that they're cooked. You put that in a flour tortilla and serve on the side diced avocado, tomatillo salsa, cilantro, and uh, red bell peppers. Now, do you remember how I said, if you want to take it up a notch, that I've got a great idea for that? Get ready, this really elevates it. So if you wanna put in a little bit of extra time and make something unique that maybe not everyone has tasted before, I sometimes like to put all of the toppings into one mixture, and this is what I mean. Of course you keep your flour tortillas separate, you've got your carnitas separate, but then I like a lettuce mixture that, that we put on top, and it's, different, it's unique, it's super refreshing, and it's simply this. I take some iceberg lettuce and I shred it up finely with a knife. I squeeze lime juice all over it. Then I put in some chopped cilantro, and here's the kicker. I put in some feta cheese, however much feta you'd like. You don't need as much as you would think, like if you were using a yellow cheese because it's so... Um, it has so much flavor, um, but I really find that the feta just gives it that nice sharp note that cuts through some of that fattiness of the carnitas and is delicious. And then also some diced tomatoes. So just to review, 
that special lettuce mixture that I make when I really want to elevate it is I take shredded iceberg lettuce, a sque I squeeze a bunch of lime juice, maybe one lime, two limes, depends on how much lettuce you've got. I add some feta, some cilantro, and some diced tomatoes. Those are fresh diced tomatoes. And I just mix that up. So that way, when people are going through the party food line, they can grab their tortilla, slap on some of that pork carnitas, and then just use tongs to grab that lettuce mixture and then set it on top. So that is my secret lettuce recipe for really elevating pork carnitas. And I am going to leave you with this. Let's say that unlike us, you make pork carnitas and they don't all get eaten. Because when I make these things, Scott will eat and eat and eat until it's gone because he loves them. But some things that I've done, um, especially, well, I guess for the kids and adults alike, some of the things that you can use the leftover pork for are some wonderful quesadillas. So that's simply kind of the same thing, but heated up a little differently. So I take a flour tortilla, I sprinkle a little bit of cheese on it over the stove, obviously in a pan, um, and then I sprinkle the carnitas on it until the cheese is melted and the tortilla is nice and golden, and I flip it over, and the kids love that one. Um, so you can use it for quesadillas. And I've got two more ideas for leftovers. Um, if you've ever had a Cubano sandwich, now remember that's kind of like a Latin grilled cheese. Um, I like to use leftover um, carnitas for this. And so that's just whatever type of bread you like. I typically use um, a white bread, um, usually a fresh, like a French white bread. And I butter the outsides. And then I layer inside of the sandwich, again, just like a grilled cheese. I'm layering ham, Swiss cheese, the leftover carnitas, sliced pickles, and mustard. And then I put another slice of bread on it. If you have never had um, a Cubano sandwich, you might want to give it a try. So again, this is you cook it just like a grilled cheese. If you feel uh, like you want to make it like a traditional Cubano sandwich, I would press the sandwich. And all that means is put a little bit of weight on it while it's cooking. Um, Lots of times I use my tea kettle for this because I can really control the weight. So a little bit of water in the tea kettle, put it on top of the sandwich. Of course, make sure it's clean. But that will press the sandwich and get that really ooey, gooey cheese um, feeling when you bite into it. And it'll give you a quick and crunchy crust. Um, so I would invite you to try that. And my last and final um, tip for using carnitas. And this one's kind of wild, you guys, but as you learn more about me, one of the things I love most in the world is eggs benedict. Love it. I love all the different variations. So I like to use the leftover carnitas when I'm building an eggs benedict. You can do it however you want, but I do use um, an English muffin for this. And I, on top of the English muffin, I just put up in some of that heated leftover carnitas um, and I put a little tomatillo salsa with a fresh slice of tomato and then my eggs on top and if you love hollandaise sauce as much as I do some people might not think this goes together but I then I drench it in hollandaise sauce so I hope 
that you give um, these slow cooked carnitas a try. Remember, it is a fantastic thing to take to your gatherings this summer um, or to have when you're hosting people or quite frankly, it's great just to make for you. It freezes really well too. Um, so let us know what you think. Um, please give it a try. Um, I love hearing your guys' feedback. Um, and you know, we are in a culture of sharing at Compass Retirement. You know, we're always going to help you with your numbers and your money and your goals in retirement. But we also want to share some of the things that are near and dear to our heart. And for me and for our family, that is going to be the traditions of cooking together. Um, talking over the food that we've made, keeping it simple so that we can stay connected just like we stay like to stay connected to you. So again, let us know what you think. You won't hurt my feelings, even if you have some great suggestions that I haven't thought of. One thing I know about cooking is you're, you never know it all. So I always welcome any ideas that you guys have. You know we love you. Let us know what you think um, and give it a try. Honey, I'm incredibly hungry at the moment. I know you are, and I just fed you. I know. All right, so we're <laughs> we're going to wrap this up because Angela's got some cooking to do. We look forward to getting back with you next week where we'll get back on the retirement train talking about all things retirement. But give these poor carnitas a try. Listen, they're absolutely fabulous out of this world. Um, your family's going to thank you for it. All right, have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey there, so listen. You know, Angela and I love being local DFW retirement professionals, and we help so many families in the area. You know, there's a lot of ways that we can help you with your retirement. We can perform a stress test on your current investments. Basically, what that lets you know is how aggressive or conservative or how risky you're wanting to be versus what you actually are doing. We can also schedule a one-on-one -on -one consultation with one of us if you just have a one-off question that you'd love to ask us. And you're always welcome to come to one of our live financial workshops, our live events. So go to compassretirement.com and just click on schedule a visit to choose what you need from us. If you're looking for a firm that will bend over backwards to help you, you've come to the right spot. This has been another week of Retire Simply. Thanks for listening. And remember, anyone can save money and just as easily anyone can run out of money but it takes skill and a plan to take what you've saved and not run out. If you want to listen to more episodes or learn more about Compass Retirement, go to compassretirement.com. That's compass with two S's, retirement.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to tell a friend. They're probably a lot like you and would enjoy it too. Compass Retirement is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Compass Retirement, Inc. are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Compass Retirement Inc. is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. 
Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Compass Retirement, Inc. Hypothetical examples have been provided for illustrative purposes only. It does not represent a real-life scenario and should not be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.